welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about gaslighting. We're going to be spilling the tea and how you can avoid being gaslit yourself. And today I've got a very lovely guest. His name is Andrew J. Peters. He has personally experienced this and is still re- on the recovery trail on the end of it. So welcome, Andrew. Good morning or good afternoon or good day to wherever you are. Thank you for having me. So, Andrew, first of all, for those listeners that have never heard the term gaslighting or maybe you have heard the gas gaslighting term but don't really understand what it actually means, could you first of all explain what it actually means for our listeners? Oh, absolutely. So gaslighting, um, so the term gaslighting actually comes from a 1933 Alfred Hitchcock movie. And it was, I think it was entitled Gaslit or Gaslight. Uh, And it was about a man and a wife and his wife that uh, he was stealing from. And um, in those days, they used gas lanterns to light their, I, I, this was in the thirties. So I guess where there was no electricity, whatever. So somehow he would go up into the attic. It's a whole story. You can look it up on the internet. He would go up in the attic and he would start going to her jewelry and looking for things. And when he would turn the gas lantern on in the attic, it would dim the house because it was using more gas. And so she would see the gas light dim and, she kept questioning him, why is why is, is the house getting dark and, and the gas going down? And he would come up with all these different explanations. And ultimately, he said to her, you're not seeing this. It's not get the gas isn't going down. Um, and he would make her doubt herself. And uh, it, it's quite fascinating. They actually did a play on it. So there's a movie and a play about it. And over the last 50, 50, I guess it's been 80 years now, whatever, um, the term morphed into our society and our culture. Gaslighting is a form of emotional and psychological manipulation to um, another individual. So it's not not necessarily has to be romantic relationships. It could be done in a workplace. It could be done in platonic friendships. But you see it mostly um, in romantic relationships. Um, so, yeah, that's what gaslighting is, just manipulating somebody into thinking that they're crazy and that they're paranoid and that they're, what they're seeing and experiencing is not real. So interesting. So you've been on the end of this, Andrew, and you're prepared to tell your story. And uh, I think it would be very valuable for any audience members that might be able to relate to this to hear your own personal story. Yes, Olin. Um, you know, now that I know about gaslighting, I did my research, but at the time I, I was not familiar with, uh, you know, I had heard the term. Um, two and a half years ago, I was on a dating app and I met 
um, a, um, you know, I'm from the United States and I met a woman from another country, but who was living in the United States who had emigrated here and we clicked. We, we started dating and uh, we hit it off. We, there were, it, uh, I, I'm going to use cliches, but I don't like using them, but for, for purposes, the chemistry, um, the honeymoon period, all, all of that was was just phenomenal. We were, we we were like two peas in a pod. Again, another cliche. Uh, I couldn't believe. Um, and on top of this, she was from South America and uh, just a, a, a beautiful woman. Um, and I just thought I hit the lottery. I, I I you know I've been around. I've been married. I've been divorced. I've been I've had actually two marriages, one, one official, one civil union. Um, I, and I've been in many relationships by far. This one I thought was, I thought this was my soulmate, my, my, my person. Anyway, everything was peachy keen, as they say, for many months, six months, things were beautiful. Uh, but then it started to go downhill. Um, uh, I started seeing what I call we we call the red flags, and I would question certain things that that I was seeing that that didn't make sense. Um, or she would disappear uh, if we had an, a, a date for that night, or if we had a time we were going to talk on the phone, or if we were going to watch a movie. Uh, she would just be gone and, and uh, for for hours, and and finally. Finally, when I would get a hold of her, I would ask her where she was, and I would get all these crazy, convoluted answers that I didn't make sense. And in the beginning, when I questioned her on them, she she got angry. You know, she would say, you know, here's an example. There was a time she went to Florida. Uh, she made a, a, her own. She took a trip to Florida. By the way, this was during COVID, right? And just and coming out of COVID. But she went to Florida and uh, she wouldn't let me go with her. She told me she had one plane ticket because COVID, she couldn't, she bought it before COVID. She couldn't go. And so COVID, they started lifting the the bands on traveling and she had a ticket to go to Florida. She went down there to visit somebody and it was a, a gentleman. And she told me he was a friend of the family and um uh, Many red flags there. She she told me uh, that she was sending me selfies of her and him, and they were inappropriate. They were like it, it didn't look like they were friendly. They looked like they were romantic, and I don't know why she sent me these pictures. And I questioned her on them. I said these are inappropriate pictures, and and if if you don't if if you know, so it, when I when I talk about this, it's emotional because it's, it brings me right back to it. Yeah. In, in the end, in the end, she said to me, when I questioned her on these things, she said to me, if you don't like it, there are plenty of men waiting to take your place. Ouch. In other words, yeah, ouch. And uh, we were even FaceTiming one night when she was in Florida and she was whispering. And I said, why are you whispering? And because she was supposed to be sleeping in a separate bedroom with this, where she was visiting, and why is she whispering? And she just came up with these odd answers. And again, I, I tried to establish boundaries. You know, I, I talk about the in, in gaslighting. 
you have to look for the flags. Um, and, and in the very beginning, I was told that she was uh, divorced, but still living with her ex-husband. And she and I, I questioned why. If you're divorced, why are you not separated? Well, we co we both co-own the home. She ran a business in her home that was shut down due to COVID, but she opens to reopen the business again. The house was uh, a, a seven hundred thousand dollar home, and she had a lot of equity in it, so she wasn't going to move out. So she moved to the upstairs apartment, and uh, that's a but that but right there, that's a red flag that she's still living with the ex-husband. And uh, I started getting all sorts of other things. So we sat down one day and I, I had a discussion with her. This was like four months into the relationship. Uh, we, we had already said, I love you to each other. Actually, she said it to me first. Um, but she said to me, I, I would love to be in a relationship with you. And I want, I, I want to see where this goes. I think you're my, you're, you're handsome and you're charming. And she, she, she flowered me with, words but um she said to me but i would prefer if we could keep this relationship a secret i would like you not to post anything on facebook and um we can't really be seen in public whoa and, and I, I yeah and uh but lynn this is this is the reason i started my podcast when you're presented with something like that right in the beginning of a relationship that's a huge we call them lifeguard red flags because if you're at the beach you know the lifeguards have these big red flags yes <laughs> yes it, why didn't i not at that point stop myself or stop her and say no this is not the type of relationship i want i'm 60 years old i, I why am i why do i need to sneak around like a teenager you know she 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 told me she wouldn't be able to spend nights with me. She wouldn't be able to go on vacation with me. And yet I was looking at this beautiful woman. By the way, she was a runner up to Miss Universe in her country in South America. Wow. Back in 19. Yeah, back in 1990, I think she was a runner up for the Miss Universe pageant. Just to give you an idea. So I, I was sitting on my couch three feet away from me. Looking at an an ex Miss Universe pageant contender, contender, and she's telling me that I can't be a she couldn't be a full time girlfriend. She actually she used the term breadcrumb. I can be a breadcrumb girlfriend, and my logical side of the brain was saying that's not acceptable. But the whatever other side of the brain you might want to call that um, it, by the way folks it's early sunday morning here on the here so my brain isn't awake yet i should have said to her this is not what i'm looking for but i'm looking at somebody that i think that i will never find anybody like her again and and i so we, there's a there's a term called uh stay with the devil you know yeah. um yeah because uh, and well, that actually comes into play later on down in the relationship. But early on, these red flags, you know, I don't I, we, we we have to be secret. We can't you can't post pictures on Facebook. Uh, there were all these demands. And yet I said, OK, that's OK with me. I, I, matter of fact, I remember listening and I smiled and I said, yeah, sure. No problem. No problem. I, I, I'm in. And I was so excited 
but Lynn, why, why didn't I listen? So as the, as the relationship progressed, everything she spoke about, I, I now know why it had to be a secret. And, and, and I don't know if she was still with the ex-husband. Um, I found out later that there were, she was doing something. I'm going to be discretionary here, but she was doing something in a sexual nature with other men possibly for financial gain and uh because she was not working and she did now the business that she ran out of her house i don't want to say what it is but it was a reputable business and it was a very well uh financially she did very well but now she couldn't run that business due to covid and she didn't know when she could open it so there's another term that I heard yesterday called hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Not so, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I I got stories from her that when she was a child, she was traumatized. Her, her mother uh, emotionally abused her. Her father was uh, never around, although they were married, but he was out philandering other women and the mother took it out on the children. She had a horrible childhood. And also she had some um, other traumas throughout her life. And um, she was kidnapped actually in, in her country. Um, and when she came to America, she got, she got married and started this business and her life started going well. And then uh, the man she married cheated on her three years ago or four years ago. This woman had a lot of trauma in her life. A lot of bad things happened to her. So the term hurt, so she was hurting. And I don't think she ever went to therapy or processed any of these these trauma. And so people that are hurt and don't get help tend to inflict that pain onto somebody else. And in my in that case, I was the victim there. I was from what I was told after she divorced her husband for, for having an affair. I was the first man that she dated uh, or, or was in a relationship after a 22 year marriage. Um, that right there is a red flag. I should not have gotten involved with this woman in the first place. I, there's a lot of should have, could have, would have here, but these are all 2020 is hindsight, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think, you know, we don't know what we don't know until we do. <laughs> well, and that's, that brings us to today is I woke up, uh, well, after the breakup, which was last October, 2022, I finally had enough and and it was more of a mutual breakup because I think she got tired of me questioning her all the time. And the very last day we were together, there was sexual involvement, but she came over and she said to me, as she took her clothes off, she said to me, you cannot have intercourse with me today. Um, and again, now this was like the maybe the seventh or eighth or ninth time that I got that statement and and I looked down and, and her whole pelvic area, her genital area was the size of a grapefruit. And she was a very thin, petite, 115 pound woman. So it was very obvious that that, that area had been, I, I don't know how to say that, but I, I, everybody could just use your imagination. If, if you overindulge a part of your body, it gets inflamed, right? So that part of her area of body was overindulged obviously 
12 hours before she came over or 24 hours, whatever. And that's so she was sore from having sex with other people. But I was her boyfriend. And we were, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. I had asked her to marry me and gave her a ring. So technically we were fiancés and we were engaged. And I'm being told that I cannot have intercourse with her because, uh, and, and her reason wasn't, she didn't say to me I was having sex all night with other men. It was just, please respect my wishes and do as I say. And once again, I, I you know, I said, okay. Um, it, it, it's just, it's a horrible place to be when you, when you, when your gut and your, and, and in the rational educated part of your mind is telling you there is, this is not right. There is something wrong here. So that weekend uh, that she came over, I finally called her out on it. I said, enough. I, I, this is, you, you are having sex with other men. And, you know, it was, it was more of a mutual breakup because she grabbed her pocketbook and put her clothes on and she, she just said goodbye and ran out of the house. And that's the last time I saw her. Uh, we did speak briefly a couple of times that week, but it has been a no contact breakup since past this last October. There has been no texting, no emailing, no phone calls. Um, although I do believe I'm being, I think the word is trolled or stalked on social media. I think she's following me and, and I, I, and I'm getting the messages that are encrypted in these Instagram accounts that she is interested in getting back together. Lynn, before we recorded, we talked about narcissism. Um, I think she had narcissistic tendencies. Um, and I think she ran. So I, being, I'm not saying she's a narcissist. There's a difference between narcissistic personality disorder and narcissistic tendencies, and I think she was she had them. And so I, she must have run out of people to manipulate. Um, and and whatever business she was doing in her private life is either not doing well or she gave it up. Um, but she wants back in, and I, Lynn, I'm struggling. I, I love this woman. Um, you know, the stories that I'm telling you are horrible of, and I haven't even told you half of it. There, there were so many incidents where she would just disappear, like I told you, disappear, would tell me she's going to a, a concert with her brother. And it turned out that she did not. There was one day that it was her birthday and, um, I took, she came down and I gave her presents and we, we celebrated and, and we were going to go out and have brunch. And she's all of a sudden said to me, um, oh, she picked up her phone and said, oh, my brother just texted me. I need to run back to my home. She lived 30 minutes away. I have to go home and get some documents and, and FedEx them to him because he's got a contract that's due. Now, her brother lived in. Well, he was from Florida, but lived in another country. Why are these documents at your house that your brother from South America needs you to FedEx them on a Sunday. It, it, but what did I do? I got in the car and I drove her home. And she said to me, you can't come with me. You go to the restaurant and wait for me. Th these, these are just more examples. And so I went, I went to the restaurant and she said, I'll, I'll be there in an hour. This is on her birthday that we're spending together. And she went and did something. She told me that she had to mail these documents, but I couldn't go with her. And later, she met me at the restaurant, and 
again, I looked at her and I said, you're lying to me. I, where did you, where were you for the past hour? And why couldn't I go with you to the, to, to FedEx to, to mail these documents, which I don't believe, you know, and it turned out later down a couple of months later, I found out she did lie to me. This is just one example of so many deceitful lies and deceptions but the entire relationship wasn't like this. I, I I don't want the audience to think that it was like this. There was beautiful, beautiful times that we had together. We we had so much in common. Uh, this is why I asked her to marry me, and I, I thought she was my soulmate. But there was just a private world that uh, in her life that she didn't want me part of, and and I I think she was using her beauty and her sexuality to. Uh, profit off of that. And um, I I became a victim of that. Um, I, I, just another quick story. I took her, finally, I got her to, to take a trip to Florida with me. Um, we both love Florida. I'd like to go down there and retire when I, when I retire. So we went down to spend some time in the Florida Keys. If anybody knows, that's a string of islands off of Florida. And we got an Airbnb and we flew down there. By the way, Lynn, remember, this is the woman who was not supposed to be seen with me in public. I couldn't go on Facebook and, and she's willing to take a trip to Florida. Now, this is 18 months into the relationship. We went down there. We went to the Florida Keys the first day. We checked in and the next morning got up and went to the Florida Keys that night, came back. And I said to her, what would you like to do for dinner? And she, her attitude was angry. She said, I'm not hungry. I'm going to bed. And she climbed into bed and pulled the sheets over her head. I I questioned what, what happened. We just had a beautiful day in, 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 on the ocean, scuba diving. And now you're angry at me. What did I do wrong? And she wouldn't talk to me. So I went out and got something to eat. I came back and I climbed into bed and went to sleep. I, the next morning I get up. Um, I'm in a 12-step program. I'm in recovery for alcoholism. I went to a meeting in Florida, came back at eight o'clock in the morning. She was gone. She had vacated the Airbnb. Clothes, toiletry, cosmetics, everything gone. And this, this is the, the second morning that we got to Florida. We had checked in just two nights previous. We were supposed to be there for seven days. I got her on the phone an hour later. I finally got her to, to, to answer. And she gave me all these excuses as to why she left. Um, she didn't like the way I drove back from the Florida Keys. She didn't like the fact that um, I came back and I did some laundry. Lynn, it, 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 the answers I got were just, again, convoluted. They just didn't make any sense. You don't leave your boyfriend in Florida on a vacation that you've been planning for six months because... She said that I drove too fast on the highway. I, long story short is she she left she left me there and I ended up my thank God my son lives down there so I went to visit him, but and then five days later she shows up at my house and begs for forgiveness and wants to come back and I took her back. Why? What? 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 So th these these are the things that I'm questioning and what? Why did I do this and? Why do we? Why do some people accept these lies and deceptions and stay in relationships that are just way past their expiration points? Absolutely. So, if you've got a message for any audience members that can relate to probably either 
previously having your experiences or currently having your experiences, what, what advice would you give them? Yes. So we all have something called intuition. Um, it's like when you stand online at the bank or you're standing in line at the supermarket anywhere, you're standing somewhere and you feel as if somebody's watching you. You ever have that moment when you think somebody might be staring at you and you slowly turn your head and sure enough, there's somebody like staring at you. That's intuition. We have like this third or sixth sense. We all have it. Some of us have it more than others, whatever, fine, fine tuned. If your gut intuition is telling you in a relationship that this person you're with is doing something or they're or they're lying and it, it's not you know, once or twice I can understand, but if it repeatedly or frequently happens, trust your gut, trust your intuition. Don't let them tell you that you're paranoid, that you're crazy. Lynn, she put me on med and psychological psychotropic medication. She made me think that I was so paranoid and crazy that I went to the doctor and they put me on medication. She got me to go on heavy duty medication. So the takeaway from here is trust your gut. Absolutely. And if you have this, if you have the strength, and even though you think this is the the person of your dreams or, or your or your what are they what's the term today? Your person trust your gut and walk away it, it's not because in the end you're gonna you're they're gonna shred your heart to pieces um so self save yourself a lot of pain uh look at pay attention to the red flags uh it, it's it comes down to trust your intuition if it's telling you something believe it yeah and actually know that you're worthy of better thank you that's um i'm i'm handling that in in my podcast now self-worth self-love um self-care because i don't think that i was taking care of myself during this relationship it was always about taking care of her and making sure she was happy what about me what do i deserve i deserve better thank you for saying that lynn absolutely you do so for those audience members that would like to connect with you or contact you andrew What's your best contact information? Okay, so, well, my podcast is available globally on all platforms, Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Um, you know, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, your all platforms. Uh, I know you're in Europe, but uh, I'm sure it's over there. But I guess my best way to contact me would be through Instagram. Um, I am My account would be Anonymous Andrew Podcast. That's Instagram. And my Gmail account would be the same, anonymousandrewpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. So any final words to leave the audience with that you can spare in terms of, you know, <sighs> how how things are going for you now, you know, how things are changing? Um, therapy. Uh, uh, I, I had to take a deep look into myself, Lynn, because after two and a, two was two years and three or four months, I, I had to question why, how did I let this happen? And and, and I'm today I'm still in love with this woman. Why? So uh, therapy, uh, I'm doing a special treatment of therapy called EMDR. Um, um, you can research that, but it's a special form of therapy for 
people with, with have had trauma. Um, therapy, meditation, find support groups, um, and, and do things like this. Talk about it. Get out there and talk about it. Don't keep it in. If you keep it in, it's only going to turn in. Your insides are going to churn. So talk about it. If you're going through something tra traumatic, uh, find help. I I'm in therapy over this. That's good for you. And, and just know, I'm going to affirm again that, you know, you are worthy. You do deserve better and you do deserve love and you are enough. Thank you so much, Lynn. It was a pleasure um, sharing this with you today, and um, you're doing I'm, you're doing great work. I've, I've I've looked you up and I've listened to some of your podcasts and your videos. Um, keep doing the work you do. Thank you so much, and thank you very much for being so vulnerable and uh, sharing your story with us today, Andrew. I'm sure it's going to be very very special and enlightening and. Uh, helpful to those that might be in a position where they can relate. You're welcome. I hope I can help somebody today. Just one person would be happy. I'd make me happy. Great. That's so good to hear. So it just leaves me to say true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.